This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. This is the biggest lie in British politics, and I'm fed up of it, and it's about time we tear it to pieces. Should have been done a long time ago. Now, I was on a TV show today, and the topic was, should the government make cutting immigration its priority? That was, of course, after the publication of record numbers of people arriving in this country, or net immigration, more arriving than leaving. And it just struck me, that has been the government's overriding priority. For years. It's one of the only things we talk about in this country. We had an entire referendum in 2016, which, let's be honest, above all else, was about immigration. And ever since, Theresa May, Boris Johnson, can't remember the one between that, Rishi Sunak, all they've gone on about is immigration, clamping down on immigration, and so on and so forth. And do you know what it's done? It's sucked the oxygen out of everything else. We don't hold politicians to account for the way they've shredded our public services, done down our living standards, left infrastructure in this country quite literally falling to pieces. Have you seen the state of our roads? The fact that we've got people driven into poverty in one of the richest countries that has ever existed, that much of this country, let's be honest, is not to the standard you'd expect of a country which says it's as rich as it currently is. Now, let's, what we're going to do first, as well as talking about how we don't, or we're, how we've allowed these politicians to deflect anger, just not make us focus on things that actually matter in our lives and just talk about immigration. That's how immigration has ruined our lives, not the actual immigration itself, but the fact we talk about it rather than holding our government to account for all the things they've done. Let's talk about the immigration figures today. Let's just debunk this whole panic which has been whipped up. So the overwhelming majority of what's driving the record levels, over 600,000 net immigration, much lower than predicted, many were predicting it would be a million, has been from outside the European Union. Let's just take down those figures or, or go through what those figures actually mean. So around a third of those figures already, we've got through a third, are students and dependents. Now, students, I think, I mean, the polling shows people have a favourable uh, approach to foreign students arriving in this country. Rationally so, because they are a massive net contributor to our economy. In fact, the last available figures, they contributed 259 billion pounds in the space of a year if you want to cut students say which public services you want to cut which do you want to cut some pensions to make up for the shortfall in money because we'll have less money we'll have less students coming here and spending the vast sums of money that they do do you want to shut down a local A&E hospital maybe there's a school you don't quite fancy anymore which public service do you want to cut which pensions or, or, or do you want to do you want to slash do you want more potholes maybe Maybe you've looked out the window and thought, not enough potholes. Well, one of the ways to ensure we have less things to spend on things that we need, nurses pay, that kind of thing, is by cutting the number of students because everyone knows, as we can see, £25.9 billion in the space of a year, that they are a massive net contributor. Okay, that's a third done. Next, 
people arriving here for work. Okay, let's just have a look at who we're talking about here, because that is, again, around a third. Over six, over 60,000 of those are nurses. So that's 30% of them are already gone. Now, as you probably noticed, our National Health Service is on its knees. And even with the number of foreign nurses that are arriving on these shores, one in 10 nurse posts are vacant. That's one of the reasons the health service is in a state of collapse. Now, sure, we could get a time machine and make the government not slash the nurses' bursary. We could also go back in time and make sure they didn't impose a real terms pay cut of £5,000 a year since 2010 on the salaries of nurses, as well as making their terms and conditions generally as unbearable as possible. That's why we're importing so many nurses. And if we didn't have those nurses, could you imagine what the NHS would look like with 60,000 fewer nurses last year? Okay, so we've got three thirty percent Next, care workers, over, over 35,000. That's 20%. Very difficult, hard, undervalued, underpaid job. We should pay care workers a better wage, wherever they come from, doesn't matter. But those are people who are caring for some of the most vulnerable people in the country, okay? So we've got to, now that's already about 50%. After that, programmers, senior care workers, medical practitioners, business analysts and architects. Which of these do we want to cut? Which of these don't you fancy anymore? So th that's what we're going through with work. Next, people from Ukraine and Hong Kong, just over a quarter. Maybe you want my brother who's brought in a Ukrainian family. Maybe you want him to kick them out and send them back to Ukraine. Does anyone really want us to do that? All those families, British families, who we should be very proud of, who've taken in Ukrainians. Do you want to kick people back to Hong Kong? Do you really think they're damaging the country? So that's just over a quarter. We've now got through the vast majority of those figures. Which of those do you want to cut? I think when you actually drill down those figures, I think when you listen to who's actually arriving here, you actually realise... We don't need to cut these figures at all. You see, this isn't the problem with this country. It's not foreign students who are paying into our economy. It's not nurses and care workers coming in from other countries because we've decimated uh, training for nurses and slashed their pay and their terms and conditions. It's not Ukrainian refugees or people arriving from Hong Kong. The problem is our government. That's the problem. Now. I think it's striking that the British public are cottoning onto this. Um, one study shows that the British public are least likely to say we should place limits, strict limits on the number of foreigners or prohibit immigration at 17 selected countries. Now, a politics professor has looked through the polling and he's found there was no correlation whatsoever between people arriving on these shores and hostility. So it's not like the more immigration goes up, the more immigration is something that the British public think is a problem. There isn't a correlation. In fact, even though those record levels of immigration, the share of voters happy with immigration is rising. And for 2022, in 2022, for the first time, the majority of people with an opinion said they wanted immigration levels to stay the same or rise, even with the record levels of immigration that we have. Now, what's fascinating is that has doubled. The share saying immigration should stay the same increase has now doubled from 2012 and immigration was much lower. You see, it's not immigrants who are responsible for our failure to invest in the NHS or the government's failure to invest in the NHS, which, as I've said, is propped up by migrant workers. It's not the failure to build housing, which is at a record low, and we do have the space to build housing in this country, given only 2% of the country is built on. People think, what, we're tiny island? Look at the UK from space. It's not... The vast majority, clearly, isn't built on. It's not the migrants in this country who slashed 
in-work benefits driving so many people into poverty and insecurity. It's not, of course, those migrants and refugees who, who privatised our utilities, left our railways an absolute burning wreck, or forced energy giants to make record profits while millions of people were struggling uh, to pay their bills, or forced the water companies to throw shit into our river whilst paying massive dividends uh, to shareholders. It's not them who failed to repair our infrastructure or to ensure we didn't have proper transport links for most of the country outside of London, or stripped away industry in this country and all the skilled and secure jobs that came with it. You see, it was our politicians. It was our bosses as well who refused to pay proper wages to people because our trade unions got smashed. And again, people say, well, cheap labour from abroad. The way to solve that is to make sure no one can be hired for worse terms and conditions. Because you could say agency workers who were born here are used for the same purpose. It's not their fault. It's bosses who use laws which enable them to exploit workers. You see, I could go on. It's all a lie. None of this was ever about immigration. And because we've just been talking about immigration non-stop for years, and I've gone through the figures about what immigration actually is in practice, because we've been talking about it, we haven't been holding the powerful to account for suppressing people's wages, not building the houses we need, not investing in health, in education, and all the other services that we depend on. Having a proper welfare state that looks after people from cradle to grave, those who are in low-paid work, people who are disabled, and people who are pensioners. It's not them who've done this country down. Now, the polling shows that people are waking up to this fact. And we can either let posh boys like Nigel Farage play on people's worst fears and prejudices to build their political careers, or we can start actually say, hold on a minute, rather than pretend that migrants are responsible for our ills, foreign students, nurses, care workers, and Ukrainian refugees, maybe, just maybe, we should hold our politicians to account for what they've done to this country because they're the ones who've left this place the mess that it's become. Please like, subscribe, do support us on patreon.com forward slash I'll see you soon.